This is the Chini Maji podcast yeah. by Impact African Network and Mark and Mumbi. And today we have a surprise guest for you guys. So I'll let Mark do the small intro, then the person can go ahead and introduce themselves. Yeah, man. Super excited about uh, our founder series uh, and uh, excited about our our second guest, our first guest. Uh, we still had some mechanical issues, yeah. <laughs> technical issues. But uh, yeah, uh, Mike Career is CEO of Elewa. And yep. uh, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mumbi. Uh, big fan of your podcast series, myself, and I'm happy, more than happy to be part of this. So yeah, my name is Mike Kipkorir, uh, founder, co-founder of Elewa and the current uh, CEO. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. And so we share kind of like a co-working space here at Nexus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I had seen your 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 office yeah. and you know when i when i joined the co-working space and i didn't know what you guys do actually i, I just thought you were one of those other education startups that's yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of them around right mm-hmm. uh, True. Yeah. a lot of people have taken a run at the education space yeah. and my my thought around education innovation or, or, or startups was just like yeah they're probably just doing the same thing and there's nothing <laughs> transformational yeah. about mm-hmm. everything that i had seen so far yeah yeah and so for for many months is you know i just saw you guys and didn't pay too much mind in terms of trying to kind of understand w- yeah, what you guys yeah, do. Yeah. But um, one day we were hosting an event here. Actually, it was a startup careers uh-huh. event. Awesome. Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, Nexus was, was, uh, had allowed us to use uh, the space as, as members of the co-working space. And uh, we worked with them to kind of pull, pull that together and have um, uh, guests to come to that event. Mm-hmm. And your co- co-founder, Hente, yes. um, was, <laughs> it was so interesting. He actually stood at the door at your yeah. door because you know we were in the middle of the space, and he stood at the door and was just looking, <laughs> and I was like, "Join us!" <laughs> and yeah. he, he came and sat down and, and, and paid attention to the proceedings, yeah. and we were talking yeah. about you know uh, startup careers yeah. and and how this the, the you know Silicon Savannah where it is today as yeah. an ecosystem and where it's going. Uh-huh. Long story short is we ended up having a conversation and the next. I think the next day or two days later, yes, we we all met. We sat down and yeah. and, and you guys proceeded to to share with us what you're doing with Alawa. Mm-hmm. And I, I man, that that is one of those meetings where, when I when I understood what you guys were doing, my mind was completely blown in terms of yeah. the potential of transformation about what you guys are doing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. so why don't you talk a little bit about maybe. So maybe start with your background, yeah, and then you can kind of proceed to talk about it. Yeah, I think I think I think even I could even just pick up from where you are, yeah, and sure. that will reveal a bit about my background. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, how we founded Elewa, as you've said, um, I founded it together with Yente. Mm. Yente happens to be Belgian, so he'd come to Kenya um, uh, as a student, an intern. At that time, I was uh, working as an ICT in education consultant okay. uh, for the Ministry of Education. Uh, here in Kenya, um, and the reason I'm saying this is my journey in trying to do, th- uh, my journey in trying to help sort out things in education started a long time ago, about mm-hmm. 10 years now, even even way, way before we even uh, decided to uh, found uh, Elewa. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I met Yente, and then you know we became friends, and we became friends over cooking, of all the things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. so are you guys good cooks or? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just amateurs trying 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 to pretend to know how to cook. Yeah, so you know, Yenta said, you know, I can make the meanest steak. I was like, deal. Yeah. I can make the meanest uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Deal. You know. So you know, we just had cook-offs. Yeah. Cook-offs. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys still have those? Or? The mean, 
less and less like, <laughs> i think i think because we are now you know like like we actually lived together for five months at okay. my place wow. okay uh, that was you know the really early days of elewa mm-hmm. he came all the way from belgium mm-hmm. we stayed at my house mm-hmm. for five months we didn't leave my living room we're just trying to get the thing off mm-hmm. yeah so so i think we i think we we, we equalize it and settle all the cook of scores yeah I think we've seen the best and worst of each other. Start cooking good. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's basically how we became friends with Yente. And even the idea for Elewa did not start then. But we immediately found that we we could work together. Mm-hmm. When he was an intern here and mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, a consultant here, the first thing we uh, we realized is we could actually work together. Mm-hmm. So when he went back to Belgium and finished school, he decided to start his own company. Okay. At that time, I also had my own company here, and that's a web design company, mm-hmm. which I still do actually. I still have clients. Mm-hmm. We still do web design, but it's something uh, a lot, lot smaller mm-hmm. in uh, the, the, the work that we're doing. So Yente went back to Belgium, started off his own company as well. And then the more, and then, and then he decided, <clears throat> and at that time also he used to work at the bank. Mm-hmm. in Belgium mm-hmm. at one of the banks one of the biggest banks so he was a software developer for them and he had a small web design company used to try and do things here and there mm-hmm. so he decided to quit that uh, software development job and join um, there and then go back to school for his masters mm-hmm. while running this the web design company then we had lots of collaborations lots of collaborations then um, this idea of trying to do something great about education and then trying to help solve the problem about education was becoming more and more clear to me. Mm-hmm. And the main trigger was the organization that had hired me to work at the Ministry of Education mm-hmm. happened to be the Belgian government. Mm-hmm. So the Belgian government, through an agency called the VVOB, mm-hmm. was supporting Kenya's government in the integration of ICTs in education. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to do that, they had they had a whole bunch of consultants to advise on various things. I was one of the people responsible for helping tech senior management at the ministry, from the little they knew to a point where they understood what integration actually is. Right. At the time, the understanding was mainly just dump computers in school and we're done. <laughs> and let's yeah, and <laughs> game over. <laughs> yeah, but, but but just transforming their understanding. Yeah. Right. And and it went all the way into us doing a research about which is the best way to train our teachers in Kenya mm-hmm. on ICT integration so that they can do it sustainably. Not just, uh, not just a one-off, because a lot of trainings, it's normally day one, Microsoft Word, day two, Excel, day three, Access, yeah, day right. four, PowerPoint, right. day five, Internet, end of the, training, the, 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 everyone yeah, gets a yeah. certificate. Yeah. If, you, if in day two you ask them what they did in day one, no one has actually. <laughs> but so we actually transformed it to a teacher training on how to use ICT. So the focus was on how to deliver their lessons using ICTs and we totally changed. That's a story for another day. Mm. Nice, successful project. Now, what angered me mm. with that thing mm. was one day, this Belgian government, which is essentially donor funding, mm-hmm. in, in, in a mm. one day they said no more funding to Kenya. They pulled the plug. Boom. Pulled the plug. Everybody that was hired in our organization, home. Gone. All the good initiatives we were doing in schools, dried up. All the people we were supporting left to her. So I felt a weight of responsibility on me because I was, 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 you know, I was really running uh, this this project and this uh, cooperation with teachers. I felt a huge weight of responsibility on me that we need to do something as a country Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can't be having a quality education uh, being being something that chooses people. You yeah. see here, quality is choosing 
who will benefit. Yeah. I wanted a situation where anybody can choose to benefit from quality. Got it. And it was an egalitarian, yes. more yes. available to yes. a democratic approach to quality education. That's yes. it. That's yeah. it. That's it. That yeah. That that uh, that uh, you don't you know it doesn't get to choose you. You choose it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you can, you, you, and when you say that, does it kind of uh, come down to people being able to afford? Two ways. Mm-hmm. Now, currently, how it goes mm-hmm. is those that can afford get to access quality education mainly through private schools. Yeah. Right. The public schools and the public sector initiatives that get to access anything remotely in the line of quality mm. are those that benefit from some donor-funded initiative yeah. of some sort. Okay. Okay. Like currently, World okay. Bank is putting 200 million US dollars mm. for the next six years mm. into quality education in secondary schools okay. in six counties in Kenya. Wow. What happens to the other 41? Wow. What happens to the other? Totally lopsided kind of. It's it's almost like a lottery, right? You win a lottery ticket if you are the right in the right exactly, county. Exactly, exactly. So you have a whole That's generation crazy. of people, a whole generation left of out. people, totally left out, with, with with no opportunities to actually advance themselves. And you notice it's normally totally disproportionate because. All funding is normally radius from Nairobi. That's 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 the decision yeah, factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 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 yeah, like this radius from Nairobi mm-hmm. is where we want to impact because it's easier to administer, it's yeah. easier to manage, it's easier to do. So you find a disproportionate benefit yeah. lopsided going towards yeah. Uh, yeah. the various counties around Nairobi. And of course, there are there are several other counties which do still get this access. But in, what I'm saying is, for uh, Six out of the 47 in the example of this World Bank mm-hmm. funded project would go there. Mm-hmm. So that was the setup mm-hmm. back in 2013 mm-hmm. when, 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 uh, when, uh, when uh, this funding dried up. Mm-hmm. That was the setup. <clears throat> and at the time, it wasn't really clear to me what exactly needs to happen, mm-hmm. but I knew we need to just form an outfit of some that sort. That was a big mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> and it was very clear to me that it needed to be a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that we can generate something that people are paying for, yeah. so it's sustainable. sustainable. So that it's sustainable, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then we can do something that actually benefits our people and from the quality standpoint. Mm-hmm. That was basically what was clear. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was very clear to me is I needed to, and I even, I even, uh, funny story. Don't tell anyone. You know, I'm saying it in the podcast. Our podcast listeners are very secret. Okay, you will, you, will, you, will, you will edit it out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote an email to myself mm-hmm. back then. I refer to that email to date. Mm-hmm. And in that email, I exactly clarified who exactly I am mm-hmm. and what I will do mm-hmm. and what I do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay? I actually refer to that email to date. Mm-hmm. I just wrote a few lines. Clarity. Mm-hmm. Total clarity who exactly I am mm-hmm. and what I do. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. Let me you ask know, you a question on yeah. that particular point. I mean, because that is definitely a, a top 1% kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Only only probably the top 1% people have depth yeah. of clarity or can take, can even approach that type of, of, of uh, understanding and in, 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 in taking the time to do that. Like, mm-hmm. how did you even get there? It, no, it comes from, as you may predict, severe adversity or a big problem. Yeah. And the big problem was when this thing ended. Like I told you, it, I was when I say <clears throat> I was angered by the thing. Mm-hmm. I actually mean it. I was really angered by that thing ending. Mm-hmm. And also, part of the thing, part of the funding that was cut was my scholarship. Wow! Oh. Wow! So it was personal okay. in many ways. It was extremely personal. Well, levels of pers- personal. Yes. Okay. So I had a scholarship to go to Belgium to basically more or less formalize what I had been doing. 
Mm-hmm. Because I had the equivalent of a research project which was being followed by Ghent University, mm-hmm. a university called VUB, mm-hmm. uh, University of British Columbia, in the oh, Canada. Okay. All those Vancouver, three were yeah. participating in, uh, in, uh, in uh, the study that we were doing here, yeah, the one I was leading, mm. and we did it over two and a half years. Wow. And you know, we, we came up with an amazing approach to train teachers, we have a paper published, we have all that stuff mm-hmm. out. But you know, I had a bachelor's at the time, mm-hmm. so all these guys basically just nominated me to do this master's okay. in order to more or less mm-hmm. just formalize the process. Yeah, and, and, and getting the scholarship was just bang on, it was easy, right, you know, it was right, clear right, right, mm-hmm. what the work was. But mm-hmm. among the things that was cancelled mm-hmm. in this funding was the scholarship. Wow. Wow. And it was cancelled at such a bad time, very close to me actually needing to leave. Wow. I knew about it in June and I'm supposed to be in class in September. So you've been preparing. So <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've sold clients to people. I have done everything okay. to like live for a while. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then this happens. So, so the main lesson there is self-sufficiency. What, what, I guess maybe let me not speak for you. Yeah. What, did, what was the fundamental lesson that you? So taught? yes. So so now that that whole thing that angered me. Actually led to me like almost like about three weeks or so where I was just yes, decided I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to look for money. <laughs> I won't try whatever. If they want to close the house, close it. Yeah. Doesn't matter wow. what you want. I just wanted to like just sit down and take time, look at all these things. Mm-hmm. Take so, it all in. Yes. Process it. Process it. That's even how I ended up writing that email to myself. Mm-hmm. Exactly that, that period. A culmination of those days of just really trying to get that clarity. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought was, you know what? I'll help improve the quality of education in Kenya, then go to school in it myself now. <laughs> I'll fix this thing. And then use it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're fixing your own problem. I mean, there's yeah, no better I'm, definition. I'm of- just creating my own tool to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was the, yeah. uh, one of the most... Because I, I remember, my dad came for my graduation. I'd actually refused to attend my own graduations at bachelor's level. Oh. Jackie, you were there. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're many. Yes. <laughs> you were there. I was there. Yes. Oh, amazing. Juja team. for you. Juja in the house. Juja. Yeah. And um, when I, I remember, I, the reason I refused is, and I told my dad this, he still remembers to date, he still tells me to date, because he actually happens to be doing his doctorate at JKU at wow. right now. Mm-hmm. He studied as an old one. Mm-hmm. That's even what gives me hope to study later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was saying, uh, no, I told him that in my opinion, JKUAT is not a university. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to say this, mm-hmm. I know there could be one or two JKUAT people listening. <laughs> oh, many no, many people, people are techies, so yes, it's many, probably 80% many, 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 many people <laughs> praising the university and everything. But the reason I said, mm-hmm. in my opinion, JKUAT is not a university, mm-hmm. is you cannot teach me C++ programming mm-hmm. by reading to me code. In oh, a three-hour class. Jesus Christ. Like, just see sounds... out, hash include, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're what joking. is that? Yes, I'm You're not joking. joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's how it's taught. In fact, somebody who was there as recently as last year says it's still happening. You... I was there, what, 10 years now plus ago? Teach, so, his, you know, that that's actually so true. Because for me, how I understand JQuad is... You learn through your community. You mm-hmm. don't learn from class. Exactly. What did I actually was we were working with Mark today? We were working here. I told him how 
Sorry, mom, if you hear this, but I never used to attend classes. Because <laughs> for me, I had learned more sitting yeah. with my group. Yeah. I formed, I had a, I want to call it a crew of <laughs> some two guys from Alliance. And since first year, we used to study together. And that's how we finished up wow. the fifth year. So all these things, using an Arduino board, yeah. you know, all these things, you pretty much have to teach yourself. No one's yes. going to sit in a class and teach you. Well, yeah. so, what, so what the university does is yeah. the, the university is just a place where brilliant guys meet. And then figure shit and, out. Yeah, and then figure things out for them. That's actually so yeah. true. It's all in the networks. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, this this is so stunning because, you know, I mean, I, I lived in the Bay Area for a long time. Mm-hmm. And a few times I had friends who went to Stanford and mm-hmm. I went to that campus. And Jesus Christ, just the, it's a different world mm-hmm. in terms of not only are there smart people there, mm-hmm. but the resources that they have, uh, the, the, just the frameworks you're given the by the university, the, the guidance, support. The support. I mean, yeah, it is not right next yeah. door to, to Sand Hill, mm-hmm. Sand Hill Road, which is where, which is pretty much venture capital row. Mm-hmm. Those venture capitals will come on campus, and I wow. mean, they, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a pipeline. It's mm-hmm. a Google, Yahoo, you name it. Yeah, that's and so C plus plus in a book. Yeah, that's so scary. I mean, I took yeah. some coding classes, and I tell you what, man, like that would i would not be able it's, to survive it's, it's yeah. horrible it's horrible in fact i remember very well my classmates going to the library to revise for the c plus plus exam tomorrow and i was asking them what you're going to read code yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay because to me to me to me no for me i was taking I mean, the time sad. i was taking the time to attempt to build something, build something with yeah. it yeah but that's not how the university is set up. The university is set up for the lecturers come and deliver and they go. Mm-hmm. I did not attend my entire fourth year and I think most of my third year. Yeah. I wear the D's I was given more proudly than the A's I received. Because yeah. <laughs> I was given, I have at a minimum, I think five D's yeah. for not attending class. Yeah. Not because I didn't pass it or mm-hmm. didn't understand it, yeah. but for not showing up. Showing up yeah. And to me it was something that I even used to confront the lecturers about. Mm-hmm. I, even, I even made lecturers walk away. I'm, I know, I'm not trying to say I'm a rebel. Eh? Mm-hmm. Please, okay. But <laughs> I'm just saying that I actually did not believe that that is educating people. Oh. I did not believe that you reading me notes is educating or helping me. In so, so let's. Anyway. This is probably a good place to transition to. Yes. How you saw the solution? What What would the solution look like? Correct. Level, right? Correct. Correct. So it was actually those experiences I'm telling mm-hmm. you now mm-hmm. that triggered me to want to do something about education. Mm-hmm. It's how I ended up in ICT integration in education mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because initially oh, wow. okay. I thought build e-learning systems don't need universities anymore. Yeah. Okay. But then the more I got into building the e-learning systems, the more I realized, you know what, you'd actually need to understand education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more I went deep into understanding education, mm-hmm. the more I found people that needed my interpretation and my help and my guidance mm-hmm. on how to integrate what they already uh, ICTs into what they already have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's how I became a consultant. Still am actually mm-hmm. to date along mm-hmm. those lines. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I ended up uh, building. Uh, uh, that's that's how I ended up really knowing what to do. Uh, to, to try and do in the education system. Mm-hmm. And back to that email that I wrote to myself. The th- one of the things that I put there was actually the only reason I mentioned that email was what I put in the email, which was one of the things I wrote is I will cast my lot with other people. Those are the exact words. Wow. Oh. My email. Cast my lot with other people. Meaning, I'll not try and do this alone. Mm-hmm. I will actually try and share with others mm-hmm. and try and do this thing. A collaborative yes. kind of team Correct. oriented approach. That's how Yente to me became a natural co-founder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Natural co-founder because I had been working with him yeah. and it's the one guy whom we totally had almost Synergy. a perfect sync mm-hmm. as far as getting work done. Yeah. Great. So yeah. on that particular thing, so I mean 
when you look at you guys as the complementary skills mm -hmm. necessary yeah. for moving a level forward yeah. or creating the company, yeah. how what are some of those skills that you guys have that complement you to do work, yeah. especially yeah. for Elawa? Yeah. Now, skills we both have that are utterly, utterly necessary. Number one is not even a skill; it's just staying power. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just that. that's a skill. By yes, way. that is just, a skill. Just yeah, just hanging there, hanging in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Never giving up. Never just quitting. just being there. Just mm -hmm. being present. Just mm -hmm. turn up every day. Show up. Yeah. Okay. Just mm -hmm. just show up every day. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Staying power is to me the one thing that I absolutely credit Yante for. Mm -hmm. He's significantly younger than me, and mm -hmm. I really, 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 really mm -hmm. credit him for that. Okay. Being able to have that staying power, mm -hmm. and to me, you know, I think I've seen enough to know if you want to build something. You need to be there. You need yeah. to be committed. I think, I think that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So num that's the number one thing mm -hmm. that we had. Number two mm -hmm. is both of us had have this ability to sort of get into anything and do it well. Mm -hmm. By anything, I mean if we need to do coding, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. If we need to do design work, we'll mm -hmm. do it. If we need to do marketing work, we'll do it. If we need to do sales, we'll do it. Whatever we'll figure it out. We figure it out. Every single thing we are doing as far as the approaches we've developed here in education and everything, mm -hmm. we figured it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Us together with our team and everything, but led by us, mm -hmm. we figured it out. Mm -hmm. Did we receive any prior training? Not really, mm -hmm. but we know how to get all the information mm -hmm. and help and help. Very you know, important. That yeah. to me is the other big thing that I think both of us have. Mm -hmm. Then individually now we each have our own skill sets. Skills which I now would call complementary skills. Got it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Yente, for me, the number one skill that he absolutely has that I am very happy to have somebody <laughs> do for me <laughs> is just the ability to uh, push things and the ability to push on with things. Mm -hmm. That's how we were able to do the little fundraising we did. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is through Yente's ability and to just drive through, to just drive through and push. Okay. For okay. me, I'm more of the diplomatic, nice talking time. <laughs> is it going at your own time in your own free Let time? Let me know. <laughs> Send me a phone. You know, that's not yet. <laughs> we grab it. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy. It's, uh, it's, it's the perfect uh, yeah, uh, compliment yeah. Yeah. to me. Yeah. And then and then I think, you know, I don't know, maybe one or two of the, the cases, I help a lot, especially with the, the building the team here, bringing people together, getting people to see the visual, getting people to stay. Mm. Yet as well, that's mm. all that, as I said, we, we each can do a lot of these things. But there's so many complementary skills that you guys bring to the team. And you absolutely need it. Yep. And yep. you absolutely, absolutely need it. So well, the other question on the team, because team is very important yeah. when it comes yeah. to startups, because 65% of the reason startups fail yeah. are people issues. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. lack of the executive leadership founding team to stay aligned. Yeah, I can and see I mean, it happens all the time, mm -hmm. right? And so I guess the question to you around that team is, how do you guys resolve conflict? Yes, now, number one, conflict exists. Conflict exists. It is not rosy at all uh, to uh, do things and to build things. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, the number one conflict uh, is conflicts of perception. That to me is, I think, the biggest conflict that I see. Mm -hmm. So over time, personally at least, I've learned to listen to understand. Mm -hmm. And not listen to wait to for my turn to hit back. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing that I have always learned to do. Okay. So a lot of the times, me and Yente have to talk about something we are completely not agreeing about mm. it. Mm. Borderline mm. shouting, mm. Even, mm. you know, mm. about it. Mm. And you know, like when I'm listening, and I know it's the same case for Yente, you're listening to understand, like like what is he trying to say? Mm. In my mind it's just nonsense, 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 nonsense. <laughs> but I'm just putting in a filter. Uh -huh. To like just try and understand. understand. And in that, we normally say, 
We don't want to come to a common ground. Mm -hmm. We want to get to a higher ground. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So both his ground and my ground, mm -hmm. let's, let's find the higher one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the common one mm -hmm. where, 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 where you compromise and I discard some of the things I really believe in mm -hmm. or you compromise and discard some of the things yeah. you really believe in. Finding a higher ground. It's an alchemy of ideas that mm -hmm. creates a better... Yes, mm -hmm. that to me is the number one conflict resolution mechanism that we have. Okay. That, That's that thing of, of, of listening, to understand, not listening to ways to hit back with the aim of uh, aim, uh, hitting higher ground Got it. later. That I think is the number one conflict. But 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 yeah, there there disagreements are there continuously <laughs> right. over the tiniest detail. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. that's there. just the nature they're of there. working. Yeah. The other big thing with conflict resolution for us <clears throat> is we are not afraid to have confrontations. You go out. Yes. Boom. Yes. It's clear yeah. from both of us. Yes. We are not afraid to have confrontations at all. Mm -hmm. And it's clear. In fact, we always say you have rights as a human being, individually, <laughs> you have rights, but your ideas do not. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. So I whatever that. whatever idea you come up with, that has no rights. Mm -hmm. We will call it what it is, mm -hmm. do with it whatever we please. Mm -hmm. Kick it around from here to high heaven. Mm. As long as we're talking about your ideas, mm. not you. Not you. That's actually a very strong distinction. Not you. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So, so, so if I come up with an idea and say, I think we should hire two more people. Mm. It's the idea of hiring two people that we're talking about. Mm. Not that I said not, yes, we yes, should yes, hire two people. people yeah. yeah. It's that idea. So you separate the idea from the individual. <clears throat> That's it's That's hard. Really it's hard. It's hard. But we we've sort of built it that in. We that talk about is, it continuously. Yeah. We even tell our people that. As well. So not being afraid to have confrontations mm -hmm. right. is the other really big right. thing. Right. So that you have confrontations, get things out of the way, you know, right. and you and you and you and you move on. Right. Yeah. So to me, yeah, that's those two really are the main ones. Okay. So so let's kind of. I'm sure the the, the audience right now is probably wondering. So okay, what are you guys doing with Elewa? Yep. Right. What is Elewa? If you could just somehow in a very cogent way yeah. describe yeah. what you guys are doing and why it has a potential to be transformation. Yeah, yeah. So, you see, I'll use, um, we work in the space of secondary education in Kenya, secondary schools in Kenya, okay. and other spaces as well, but let me focus on the secondary school education space. Uh, all the initiatives that go into education, and I'm talking about public education here, are normally um, things to do with access to education. More classrooms, more books, more, more teachers, teachers more, the same stuff. More, mm -hmm. more, more access. And access is magnificent mm -hmm. because it means a kid doesn't need to walk th five kilometers, they can walk two. Okay. Right. So the infrastructure is... Correct. Mm -hmm. It's necessary. All those access. Mm -hmm. But then nothing is being done about the quality of the delivery. Okay. And a big part of the delivery is the teachers. Mm -hmm. okay. Now our teachers in Kenya, and once again if there's a teacher listening, um, you will agree with me, pre-service teacher training in Kenya is poor. Pre-service meaning... Pre-service meaning before you enter classroom. the classroom, before you're enrolled, uh, before you're hired as a teacher. Okay. And secondary school teachers are normally university students. Okay. They normally go to our universities. Mm -hmm. right. So that if you're a mathematics teacher right now mm -hmm. in a secondary school, what your, what your university education looked like was maths, 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 mm -hmm. and, and I'm talking about tertiary level maths, mm -hmm. advanced, mm -hmm. more advanced than high school level of mathematics, mm -hmm. and very little in the way of how to teach. How to teach. The little that comes is very generic, general things like use group work, use Manila papers, <laughs> use different colors. You know, just generic things right. as right. far as uh, how to deliver education goes. Okay. Okay. Then they go for some um, supervised teaching practice, mm -hmm. which is actually, in my opinion, the best part of their training. Okay. A very short um, 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 
uh, actual practice in a school, okay. then they're deployed. Mm -hmm. okay. So you find a maths teacher is not taught how to teach the maths. Mm. They're just taught maths, mm -hmm. as a, as a, as not content. taught how to teach the maths. Mm -hmm. So you find a teacher doesn't know how to teach algebra versus how to teach geometry. Mm -hmm. two, as different in, as in two different things. So what you're saying there is that teaching algebra requires a different, different approach? Different methods. Different okay. methods to okay. teaching um, geometry. Okay. Different methods, different approaches. Give some examples of, very quickly, what, what those methods could be between Correct. those two things. Correct. I'll give you an example. Um, if you're teaching, um, like, let me give you, in Form 1 mathematics, mm -hmm. let's stick with maths, mm -hmm. in, uh, in Kenya, mm -hmm. there's a topic called linear equations. Mm -hmm. And how the book goes, and our teachers do follow the book, mm -hmm. the textbook, it goes linear equations are equations that can be modeled on a straight line graph, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and then they go straight into working out examples. Mm -hmm. okay. So the teachers immediately go into teaching the kids mm -hmm. how to work them out. Mm -hmm. okay. So like x plus 5 over 4 is equals to 5 over 4. What right. is x? You know, things okay. like this. The teacher goes straight mm -hmm. into how to solve for x. Okay. That's how they do it now. Okay. And that's fine. Eventually we're looking for x. Mm -hmm. But then we're saying how to teach it is, number one, what is linear equations? Mm -hmm. Are you able to just describe it in a nice, simple way. Mm -hmm. What is it? To in a way that it becomes more relatable? Yes. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we always challenge our teachers. Don't describe it the way you tell students. Describe it the way you would tell a parent to this student. Mm -hmm. Like, what is linear equation? I am, I'm, 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 I'm a parent to Mark. Mm -hmm. Mark is my son. Mm -hmm. What is linear equation? Did, 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 did you go to university <laughs> as a parent? <laughs> I mean, where we started. Exactly, from. exactly. In fact, most parents didn't have that opportunity. Okay, so we're talking about the broader, the broader yes, country. Yes, yes right? we're talking about the classic parent who wants to pay school fees using a sack of maize. Okay. They're there. Which is probably the yeah. most, most there, significant yeah. portion. The majority. The majority, majority of people, country, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is linear equations? We challenge our teachers. Are you able to describe to students what linear equations is mm -hmm. in the language that you would use to talk to parents? Somebody up country. Yeah. Somebody up country. Just somebody, yeah. Mm -hmm. Layman language, so to mm -hmm. speak. Okay. 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 Then from there on, why? Why Guys linear equations? Mm -hmm. Why? Why is it necessary? Why is it important? Okay. So, important. so make it jump out of the textbook and into life. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, so, so how do you guys solve oh. this with the LEWA? What's, what's the it. approach? In fact, I've just told you two of the components of the things that we help teachers mm -hmm. with. Number one, we help teachers to give those descriptions of topics. Mm -hmm. You will be surprised. We put teachers to task as far as that is concerned. It doesn't come natural mm -hmm. because of their training. Mm -hmm. okay. It doesn't come natural to be able to describe what... Uh, what a topic is. Mm -hmm. And then, why? And we normally tell them, don't tell people why, convince them. And I, only, I like using the example of, if I want to get married to Mumbi, mm -hmm. I won't tell Mumbi, marry me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a resounding no, maybe a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Isn't it? But if I convince Mumbi mm -hmm. to marry me, you might have a chance. Mm -hmm. I might have a chance. <laughs> Without a slap in the face. Exactly. So, yeah. so, let's, so let's move this back yeah. to, the, to the linear equation, just yes. to make it a little bit more correct, clear. Correct. So let's role play how you as a teacher mm -hmm. would use, would, would deploy the Elewa method. Correct. How would you, how would that look like and sound like? Yeah, so the first elements I've told you, mm -hmm. I'll, be, I'll be able to really describe to the kids. Mm -hmm. Describe it, use it. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. let, me, let, me, let me describe it. Mm -hmm. um, I would basically describe uh um like i am i work in a quarry mm -hmm. okay and i'm loading stones onto a lorry mm -hmm. and i get paid for every 
stone that I load mm-hmm. onto the load. Mm. If I get paid 10 shillings mm. for every stone that I load, mm-hmm. how many stones should I load in order for me to be paid a thousand shillings? Okay? Mm-hmm. Even somebody literate mm-hmm. can, 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 can figure it out yeah. by basically counting the stones one mm-hmm. by one. Like mm-hmm. I load one stone, 10 bob, two stones, 20 bob, mm-hmm. three stones, 30 bob, all the way until a thousand. Then they'll realize it's actually quite a lot of work. Mm-hmm being able to keep up with mm-hmm. that. You need to keep a log somewhere, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Then you now show them how, with a simple, with a simple technique, mm-hmm. you can maybe say if, like, like you, can, you can just represent them that mm-hmm. one stone is equals to uh, 10 bob. Mm-hmm. What about a thousand stones that you show them how to do that? Mm-hmm. Simple division that they've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Then you, so as in they will they'll see the number mm-hmm. then you know transform it now into usually we normally you know we can we can apply the same method for anything else mm-hmm. that anything else is what we're calling x mm-hmm. isn't it mm-hmm. an unknown mm-hmm. that's how you represent it into 10x is equals to a thousand mm-hmm. and you show them how to solve for x mm-hmm. they've already related to the actual action and activity that you're doing mm-hmm. it's about getting that transformation and shifting that transformation uh, into it so i've told you how we would basically help introduce it to, to the kids for them to understand what the topic is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Now, how to teach it mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. is as a teacher, you need to be able to go step by step mm-hmm. in diagnosing how far the kids are. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do with prior knowledge here. Mm-hmm. I've given you a topic that's somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do with prior knowledge, especially in this particular topic. Mm-hmm. And in order to find out, you, you will, you, uh, like I, I, I remember the first activity in this lesson that we normally recommend to teachers, is normally you give kids uh, something like 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 um, like two uh, x is equals to ten. What is x? And then you just watch how many of them know. Okay. So you start you, you start you start from just evaluating the baseline yeah, that's across that's the class. Yes. Yes. Okay. You know you watch if they know. Mm-hmm. Then you ask them why is it like this? Got it. How is it like this? Got it. Why is it like this? Mm-hmm. And then you just keep isolating and 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 uh, and. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, clarifying the various steps as a baseline okay. first of all, okay. to establish where you are. I know some teachers teach like that as well. Okay. Most teachers teach like that as well. But uh, these various steps that you go through, these this various steps that you go through, the ultimate aim afterwards is for you as a teacher now to know, as far as linear equations go, this is my baseline. This is the baseline. This is the clarification I need to make. This is how I need to make. These are in topics where prior knowledge, prior knowledge is required. Mm-hmm. Let me use another example eh, that will maybe make it very clear. And I even think even, I think when we were discussing a while back, I might, I might have mentioned it to you. I usually like giving the example in Kiswahili. Mm-hmm. I am hoping a, a number of people listening here mm-hmm. do understand uh, Swahili. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I normally use the example of a topic called Vishazi. Mm-hmm. And this topic called Vishazi, if I say the way teachers normally say it, they normally say Vishazi, ni aina ya maneno, iliyo na nomino, na vitenzi, kuna aina mbili ya Vishazi, Vishazi huru, Vishazi tegemezi, Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Difficult sounding things which normally get into one ear and leave. But then, when you're basically uh, bringing it out uh, through our method, we normally tell teachers, use a picture. Show these students the picture of a girl reading. Ask them, Nini unachona? You know, uh, what, what do you see? Yeah. What do you see in, mm-hmm. in the picture? And they'll tell you, Mschana anasoma. Mm-hmm. So ask them, Nikitendo Kipi, which action are they doing? Kusoma, reading. Mm-hmm. Who is doing it? Mschana. Noun, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the noun is nomino. Yeah. So, so by the time you tell them, 
you know nomino eh vishazi ni aina za sentences zilizo na nomino the noun so you basically bring these concepts to life visually visually okay. as opposed to the method the teachers would use basically be just reading verbal and regurgitating and so we try to give them such methodologies across the board topic by topic concept by concept and those things are so you create content that supports the teacher to Correct. communicate this more effectively Correct. Correct. so they don't have to go and I mean if I want to be a great teacher some of these things are instinctive right yes. I mean people who Very are good true. at their thing they Very will true. know a, a good teacher will always try and bring things to life yeah. and a lot of them will, will go have to create create them themselves yes. so yes. there's a lot of rapid double work people creating stuff that another that another teacher created yeah. or whatever yeah. so you're trying to bring some standardization and harmonization across the content the way it's delivered mm-hmm. so that essentially you can elevate the quality of education across the board without it being dependent on an individual's teacher's industriousness and skill set correct correct uh, sort of yes yes we are we are um, what even why we say we are playing the quality space is as you're saying a lot of it is instinctive for teachers teachers yeah. are able to deliver yeah. that way the training the teacher training doesn't necessarily help bring that out okay yeah. so mm. when we say that those guides of ours that we developed the ones we just described are a form of teacher training mm. without the need for teachers to leave school mm. to attend training is if you have several of these guides think of them as recipes mm. recipe for how to cook okay. a pancake right, yeah. right. if i can give you a recipe and you follow the recipe and you're able to successfully cook a pancake right. that's what these guides of ours do right. on a topic by topic basis we're right. basically giving you a recipe that will inspire and, and, and those recipes are comprised of what what exactly is so it? it's is it? it's basically how to describe the topic why the topic exists and then we give them activities now mm-hmm. like if to teach this topic don't just lecture you can do a content focused activity content focus activity maybe means focusing on some of the text you can do a critical thinking activity critical thinking activities could be things like sort these things out i might give you a situation sort them out you can be doing a reflection activity where you maybe get them to think or you can be doing a problem solving activity we 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 have several of those activities that are structured and okay. created and then you provide this as additional material to the textbooks and the and the, and the curriculum it's basically a way for our teachers to use the textbooks okay, okay. and okay. to implement the okay. curriculum in fact difference between syllabus and curriculum i'm not going to bore your listeners with boring education speaking <laughs> like that but it's something that is very clear and important eh? most people normally say follow the syllabus that's actually the big thing we get in kenya mm-hmm. syllabus is simply the order in which topics are laid out mm-hmm. but this guides of ours are a way to deliver the curriculum okay. big difference okay. syllabus is 1d curriculum and curriculum is 3d three dimensional okay one dimensional three dimensional meaning the syllabus yes the pedagogy the methods to mm-hmm. use mm-hmm. and the third component is the context mm-hmm. the context mm-hmm. the context is everything mm-hmm. okay yeah so we really help teachers to be able to deliver in the contextualized context yes, yes. the, the, yes. the, the, the lessons that yeah that's what those guides of ours do okay. hand in hand with those guides we we have assessments okay okay a kind of assessments called uh, formative assessments mm-hmm. this is a way in which teachers can help assess students with the aim of formation of knowledge hence the name formative Form, okay. Okay. formation of knowledge okay. what we have right now is mainly what you call summative assessments mm-hmm. interesting the sum the, the total of what you've learned mm-hmm. okay summative assessment is assessment of learning i have taught you this now show me that you know mm-hmm. it yeah. that you know it formative assessment is assessment for learning mm-hmm. with the aim of assisting the learning process okay. so we've also developed formative assessments to go hand in hand with these guides and so the formative assessment would be give because uh, you explain that a little bit yes. in terms of in a, in a real way so that people correct, can correct, conceptualize correct. it so 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 say for example you have a topic mm-hmm. let me give you an example in agriculture a topic mm-hmm. like farm tools 
and implements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that topic, in Form 1, I think we have 14 formative assessments oh. in that one topic. Mm-hmm. That sounds excessive, mm-hmm. but our, our assessments are five questions, six questions, mm-hmm. at best seven questions. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they're, they're on a subtopic level, okay. a, a concept level. Mm-hmm. You've just finished teaching people this, but then you ask them questions that will get them to think some more. Okay. And that will help them to, uh, that will push them to learn some more. Okay. In this formative assessments, in uh, the topic I've just given you, the one where we had 14, it was responsible for a jump in mean score of like six points up oh. in one of the schools that we were, we were working in. And the mean score is how you measure? How you measure the performance of uh, students. Mm-hmm. Cool, so I mean, you're, you're talking about the, the six points uh, mean jump. score jump. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Actually? So uh, how, how um, uh, student performance, school performance is measured mm-hmm. is usually in uh, mean score out of 100. So you know the grading of A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. A carries 12 points, E, which is the lowest, carries one point. Okay. So if you know, so usually they find an average for you to find uh, maybe a 5.5, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a 6 point, something mm-hmm. in which positions you mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So a school with a mean or a student with a mean of 11, that's an A minus, mm-hmm. A minus level student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is this school that we worked in, mm-hmm. in the end of uh, term, the, the first term of exams of this year, 2018, mm-hmm. In agriculture, mm. they had a very low mean score. It's one of the poorest performing schools. Mm. So the mean, I think, was 1.2. Okay. That's like really, 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 really That's low. Really bad, yeah. It is one of the worst schools in the country in terms of performance. Mm. Okay. A lot of it not to do with the fault of the people in those schools. Mm. Right. That's a story for another day. Right. Fair but enough. through the interventions of uh, these assessments and through the teacher using this recipe mm-hmm. to know how to deliver, the lower, we, the, the yes, lower content. we yeah. saw that huge jump all the way to I think almost seven wow. mm. in that in one term. Wow. Why? Why? Mm. Basics. Uh, farm tools and implements is about the various farm tools. Mm-hmm. Examples in the f- uh, something like a disc plow. Mm-hmm. Some somebody from Eldoret will have seen a disc plow. Mm-hmm. Somebody from Moranga, which is where the school was, has never yes. seen a disc plow. Okay. Because Moranga is always all on forty five degrees. Yeah. Okay. It's very hilly. Yeah. 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 So, 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 so the tools are used. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So we basically used approaches of mix and match, like drag and drop, mm-hmm. mix and match. You know, you know, like 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 just line this name and this tool, S- small formative strategies like those to get the kids mm-hmm. to very quickly understand what these tools were, and that's why they perform significantly better in that exam than they've always well, performed. Because before they'd be lectured on the tools and expected to just to remember and spit it out. So basically, essentially, yeah. what you did is you made the loss the. The topic or the, the the lesson relevant correct to their to their yes. situation yes and yes. that's how you guys kind of yes. enable teachers correct correct and even and even how we ask these uh, questions in the formative assessments is we we create these opportunities for people to really think about it there's another example again in agriculture which will maybe bring things to life huh? I, th- I think yeah. we, we, we should kind of move ahead I right see, now I see. Okay. Because, because we're kind of running out of time yeah. so the other thing I wanted to ask is in terms of how teachers are um, how teachers are receptive mm-hmm. to this? Mm-hmm. What are you seeing in terms of Kaza? Because I know you've been, you know, training yeah. some of them and introducing yeah. this. Because it's a challenging topic. Basically, you're telling teachers that hey, you know, there's a better way to do your job. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you guys? What very are you true. Seeing? Very true. Very true. The first reaction from most teachers is, we don't need it. I've been teaching for thirty years. We don't need it. You know, <laughs> that's natural, and we do accept it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but usually, we try to show teachers. The examples of the successes we've had, such as the ones I've just uh, talked about, and they start getting to see. And then usually we also offer teachers a nice, um, let me call it a secret uh, 
buddy who listens and understands you and wants to make you look good. Okay. And most teachers in their own private one-to-one moments do reveal and admit to some of the weaknesses they have. Right. So appealing to teachers individually is there. Okay. okay. Now, one of the big factors of our success mm. in schools mm. is we have individuals called Elewa teaching assistants. Okay. An assistant present in school every single day to assist the teachers. And these individuals are the ones who are really helping. Uh, to evangelize to, uh, to drive usage mm-hmm. among mm-hmm. teachers to mm-hmm. show teachers that this teacher used it mm-hmm. and you can see ah, yeah, the okay. results mm-hmm. pressure is also coming from the kids okay you find a teacher who, is, who starts telling their kids why mm-hmm. and the next teacher doesn't tell them why kids start asking yeah you know like why mm-hmm. the teacher is like what do you mean why mm-hmm. it's in the syllabus don't know why 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 right so uh, slowly by slowly teachers are starting to listen to us in the schools that we're in mm-hmm. and once they listen to us once they start seeing the success once they start seeing that this is actually an assistance mm-hmm. present in school mm-hmm. meant to equip them meant to get them be better mm-hmm. that's how we are getting them you're getting mm-hmm. a little buy-in yeah. yeah cool that's awesome and i mean i think so so where do you, what do you what do you paint the picture of the the vision here you know what does success look like for elewa yeah success looks like i me want to i want to take my kid to the nearest school not the most expensive one. That's very interesting. Awesome. That's, that's simple as that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> simple. No more, no, nothing more required. Yeah, I get that. And, and, and you, your, your, your conviction is that this will happen easily. Even why we chose secondary school is uh, it's the easiest to start seeing results in a matter of, like I've told you, one time we've seen jumps. And I've okay. only given you an example in one right. subject. Right. We've seen huge jumps in only one time. Okay. My belief is in a three years, mm-hmm four years, mm-hmm. schools will have transformed. And there's precedent, huh? mm-hmm. there's precedent to what I'm saying. Okay. I'll give you the example of a school called Friend School Kamsinga, mm-hmm. somewhere yeah, in Western Kenya, yeah. you know it. Uh, I was at Alliance, mm-hmm. and our principal at Alliance, who was a deputy at Alliance for many years, mm-hmm. was promoted as in, to be a principal and went to Friend School Kamsinga, which was one of very low performing schools. Mm-hmm. In four years, he got that school into one of the top performing schools in the country, using only leadership. And nothing else. Mm. Just the force of leadership. Force of yeah. And nothing else. Will, yeah. Did so well. He was moved back into alliance as the principal. Mm. That's even when, by the time I went into alliance, is when I met him. Mm. So we used to go to friend school, Kamsinga a lot. Mm. His former school. Mm. Yes, all sorts of exchanges. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. And I got to see how that school was running and just the transformation through leadership alone. Mm-hmm. Right. That principal happens to be uh, Mr. Hayamba, mm. one of the founders of Nova. Uh, pioneer, one of the directors yeah. at Nova mm-hmm. Pioneer, which is I think one of the most desired schools in the country. Okay. But you see now, people with appro- uh, with good approaches, good techniques, mm-hmm. such as uh, Mr. Khaemba, mm-hmm. form private schools. Mm-hmm. That's how it is in Kenya. All, all these things I'm telling you right now, form the basis for us to open our own school, yeah. our own private school. Right. We have right. our philosophy and a way of doing it. So basically, you have, you, have a, you, have a, you have a system that could t- be, create a very successful private, private school. school. That's yeah. it. That's it. But right. our choice mm. is we want to empower existing education institutions. Yeah. Be they public, be they private. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That so is the idea. Yeah. This is exciting. So a couple of things as, as we kind of wrap up here, you know. So what have you learned in building a level? Rapid fire questions. What are some of the things you've learned in building a level over the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll be surprised uh, um, just how much a strong vision and and dedication towards something can go, mm-hmm. many people will join you along the way. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's not, you know, different people will join you at different times. Mm-hmm. There are those who believe in you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. There are those who will believe in you later. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on them because they don't believe in you at the beginning. <laughs> it's just normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the things I've learned. But there, but there are people out there who are really willing to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what would you do different? 
If you're starting right now, what are some of the things you do differently? Um, focus a lot, lot more on making the business work. Selling, selling, selling. Oh. We focused a lot, lot more on uh, building the product. Uh, building the product. Mm -hmm. What I would do more is focus more on selling in order to get the business sustainable because not getting money in is very strenuous, mm -hmm. not, not easy at all. So focus on selling, just that, get the product out, get the, product the minimum viable product, exactly, move it. Exactly. Got move it, that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts on kind of the support systems that are around? Because you know Impact Africa Network, mm -hmm. we are uh, uh, we're bringing an ecosystem capacity building accelerator program yeah. here. Yeah. Um, what are, What's your view on, on those types of programs that have been around yeah. and yeah, yeah. Experience what is available to entrepreneurs in Kenya right now is uh, much better than what was available to us when we started out. Okay. And much better than what was available to the another generation of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And what has always been available in Kenya has been a more traditional, more quiet type, more mm -hmm. individual, inspiring others mm -hmm. type, as mm -hmm. opposed to organized outfits mm -hmm. such as uh, Impact Africa. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, there's, there's help, but I feel there's a lot, there's a big shortage in terms of the right help okay. and help that is patient. To okay. me, I think that is the worst of it all. Okay. Especially money, mm -hmm. the money help, mm -hmm. the, like the investors who put in money, mm -hmm. you need money that is patient. Okay, mm -hmm. right. So, so basically, what the way we interpret that is, yeah. we believe that you know, uh, accelerator programs that are trying to get that have a business model that's predicated on a company raising money are problematic because they their business model just basically means I can only I have. I can't be very patient. Yes, yes, yes. You can't be very patient. You want to force people to take shortcuts, make compromises, uh, do rapid fire sales that only show a small part of the picture, right. not sustainable, right. not them. You, right, know. Right. you need, to me, we need venture money, so to speak, mm -hmm. and support systems which are patient. Okay, right. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a saying, just to maybe bring it to life. Eh? Mm -hmm. I've read the book by Phil Knight, the mm -hmm. founder of Nike. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had a Japanese mentor, okay. whom and whom he used to visit every year mm -hmm. in Japan. Mm -hmm. And this mentor, he was very uh, he, he he used to tell him all the time that I'm you know I really don't like my people. They're really growing slowly. Mm -hmm. and this is also a lesson to me in mm -hmm. one way. Mm -hmm. And so this guy looks outside and tells him, "You see that bamboo tree?" So Phil there. Knight, so just say that again. So Phil Knight would say to him, "I don't yes. like my people. They're growing slowly." Yes, yes, okay. they're growing slowly. Things mm -hmm. are not going fast. Mm -hmm. So this guy would tell him, "Do you see that bamboo tree outside there?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next year, when you come back, it will be three feet taller. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. So you know, Phil Knight would go back and like. So what's the point? Yeah. What's what's what's, <laughs> what's the lesson? And then, over time, he realized what the lesson was. Mm -hmm. You require a very high level of patience mm -hmm. with people, with companies, with things, mm -hmm. in order to make them go. As long as they are pushing on and they're focused on a goal, mm -hmm. but we require a lot of patience okay. to help okay. get things up. Cool. So, uh, so I guess the, you've, you've pretty much answered my last question. The last yeah. question I was going to ask is, you know, what kind of support, if you had a magic wand, yeah. right? What would you change in the, in the Silicon yeah. Savannah ecosystem? Yeah. What what would, would you change? And I think you maybe answered it. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. 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 It depends. In uh, I wish most of uh, these things that people such as you, Impact Africa, are doing were more uh, natural to most people. Uh, and especially with the people with the money locally. Mm -hmm. I find it a very big threat, I dare say, to our national interests mm -hmm. that most of the good things we are seeing here is funded from money from outside. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Here in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And sorry if I'm touching Just be, be, no, 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 no apologize. Yeah. Truth yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. We, let me tell you, yeah. one thing about Impact Africa Network, we walk right in the middle of truth. We mm-hmm. do not shy away from, mm-hmm. from reality. Yeah. Because when you do that, yeah. people get hurt. Yeah. 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 So yeah. go ahead. So like, like for us, locally, we tried speaking to local investors mm-hmm. to help us. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants a 60% return in a wow. year or ridiculous figures. We had that. We had mm-hmm. many other things. Mm-hmm. You know, People don't necessarily want to venture. And I understand them. Eh? Mm-hmm. The bank will give you 10% on your money right. annually. Mm-hmm. Okay? I understand them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you find it's people from outside who are willing to risk it with you right. and give you that chance right. and give you that opportunity. Right. So to me, I really wish this, and especially the money part, was more available to our entrepreneurs locally mm-hmm. from local people who can actually even help them beyond the money. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing, you know, one of the things that I have observed is um, a lot of entrepreneurs, right, are not ready to absorb capital and do the right thing with it. There's an argument to be said about that. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot Possibly. of investable yeah. uh, 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 opportunities out here. Very true. So what do you have to say Very about true. that? You know? No, true. And, and for so many reasons, for so many reasons, what is the history of this entrepreneur? What kind of education does this entrepreneur have? To them, success is buying a car. Mm-hmm. Success is being able to be seen in the newspapers. Yeah. So they're having a life. They're, li- yeah. they're looking for lifestyle. Lifestyle. That's it. That's it. But you mm-hmm. see, what kind of education have these people uh, been through? What kind of background mm-hmm. do they have? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that they have in mm-hmm. them? Mm-hmm. So to me, a lot of it, uh, it, it. I agree with you. There's a lot that could be said about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But to me, I would also argue that in what environment do most of our, our, our entrepreneurs live? Mm-hmm. At some point, my primary goal is survival. survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what the primary goal of most of these guys is. Mm-hmm. So if I can build my house, I can do this. So you invest in me, all I'm seeing is I need to build this house and mm-hmm. exit this mm-hmm. business and I'm done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we need to be able to help build this vision and give these people a more forward thinking. Thing. So if you, are an, if you are an investor today, final yeah. question, mm-hmm. what would you look for in an entrepreneur to invest in them, knowing what you know about this market right now? The person to begin with, absolutely 100%. But, but be more specific about what, what, you, what unique trait yeah. would you say, this is the one, this has potential? Um, I'd put it as, a, this might not sound like a trait, but I'd put it as clarity of thought and articulation of- The vision maybe. Of the vision of what they want to do and how they want to solve it. Mm-hmm. But more importantly also is evidence, prior evidence, of staying power ah. and persistence to have done things. Okay. Even if the examples are, as a student, I did this and I hung on to it for years and years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and this is what it is. So it's an evidence of grit. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would really look for that. I'll add one more thing over there. Yeah. This is the thing that for me was, uh, was I'm realizing this makes the difference. Mission-oriented entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. People who want to solve a problem in a deep way that their yeah. identity is locked onto that thing. Yeah. And that's what you guys represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you told me that you worked in the Ministry of Education, when I learned that Hente came here as an intern, to, and that's where you guys met in the Ministry mm-hmm. of Education, then one day you told me that when you were in campus, you decided that one day you were going to change the education yeah. system in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what you're doing right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for me, yeah. fundamentally, mm-hmm. yeah. I can very clearly now, I'm developing the ability to actually distinguish between People who need to build a business for lifestyle, which is awesome, mm-hmm. right? Build your lifestyle business, but don't expect investment, really, mm-hmm. okay? You can get some loans from family and yeah, friends and yeah, do that. True. That's totally okay. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, need, yeah. we need that. If you're really looking to actually, when I look at, when I talk to entrepreneurs and I'm looking, this, is this somebody that I should spend my time preparing them for that next level stuff? Yeah. Is, is this somebody who's on a mission, yeah. right? Yeah. And to me, that's where 
Yeah. I put my time. That's what I put my, my focus. That's how I think about that. Do you See? think that's... Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, yeah, thanks for putting it in, in, in words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think being mission-oriented is absolutely critical as well. And as I said, having that clarity of thought, and maybe I'm speaking about myself here, that thing of, I say I wrote myself an email, I am very clear about what I what need to do, towards, yeah. how I need mm -hmm. to do it, how we need to approach exactly. it. Very clear. So that even, we, I, I always tell my people, the hardest thing is to say no, not to say yes. That's the hardest thing. Wow, that's an insight. Yeah. That's an in I think, we think we'll end with that because yeah. that is so true. Yeah. Because that's what Steve Jobs always said. Exactly. Like, they said no more times than they said yes, yes and yes. that's why they were successful. That is the hardest. I think we'll stop yeah. with that, man. Yeah. Thanks. Man, Mike, thank you so thank much. You so this much. is an awesome podcast. Yeah. Um, Mumbi, I don't know what, what thoughts you have. I literally have nothing to add for once. <laughs> thank you so much, Mike. Yeah. I Thanks think this you. is one of our more powerful stories and... I can't. I honestly cannot wait to see where you guys will be in five years. Super excited! And I, I hope we'll be there with I you guys in the journey the and get to see this. The best, yeah. And then, um, so to close it out, uh, you can find out more about us on impactafrica.network and also Twitter IA Network tweets, and then uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube at impactafrica.network. See you next time, guys. Awesome. Cheers. See you. Bye.